Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of I Need Friends, a podcast about whatever. I'm Kelly. Sometimes I forget to say my name. I forget to say my name sometimes, but it's Kelly. Um, yeah, it's Kelly. That's <laughs> my name. Um, so yeah, today's episode is called Humans Suck, Trees Are Awesome. So I just wanted to like explain <laughs> the name of the episode before I got into it. I'm talking about trees because trees are fucking awesome and they're cooler than you probably think that they are. Um, unless you have this information that I'm about to give you. And then you're like, I already knew that. Like, fuck you, Kelly, like whatever. Who do you think you are? But anyway, um, I was, uh, chilling in my sunroom and that's, you know, obviously the backyard's right there. And in my neighborhood, there's just all these backyards, like all right next to each other. I can stand on my back porch and see like 10 backyards. So I get to see all these like amazing, beautiful trees. And we don't really have any in our yard. So I have to rely on <laughs> my neighbor's old trees for my tree enjoyment. And we got like tons of squirrels, all kinds of birds, crows, blue jays, robins, sparrows. I'm guessing they're really tiny. So I'm just assuming I'm not like a, I'm not like an expert in the, in the bird field. Um, <laughs> but it's just, I, I really, I just, I really like trees. I like being around trees. I like seeing them. I like pictures of them. I like taking pictures of them. I used to climb them all the time as a kid, just like walking around trees. I just, I feel good. And I like, I, I probably mean that like as close as you can get to like being hippie about trees without actually being like hippie about trees. You know what I mean? I just, I really fucking like trees. So our neighbors, like a couple houses down and behind us, um, we're cutting down some of their trees the other day. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because we have like a, uh, all those trees in the backyard, like the branches all kind of connect. It gives like really nice shade, but also it's like squirrel fucking city back there. You have like just squirrels running from tree to tree. Like they all fucking live up there and it's like, it's, it's their home. And they're just like, fuck all these trees. We're taking these trees down. And I'm just like looking at them like bummed. Cause you know, I just don't like, you know, seeing the trees go away. And I was just like, damn it. You know what? Humans suck. Trees are awesome. So it wasn't necessarily like a comparison of like trees are awesome compared to humans and humans are not awesome. Although, I mean, you could probably make that argument, but like, I think, I think most of us know like the standard about trees, how they absorb carbon dioxide, they provide oxygen. Um, that's kind of like a common thing that we all know. It helps to keep the planet cooled. It helps with climate change um, because there's not an excess of carbon dioxide in the air, but they do like so much more than that too. And like they can fucking like some, some trees can filter air pollution. Like the leaves actually filter the air and it needs to be like, it, it, if you're going to like put trees in a city or something to help, with oxygen and, and reducing carbon and, um, helping with air pollution, you have to do it the right way. You can't just like throw any tree up anywhere and be like, look, it's helping because you need the right types of leaves that, you know, can actually filter air pollutants and aren't just like holding on to them and eventually stop. Um, you need obviously the right type of tree 
<laughs> that is going to do that. And then also you can't just like, you can actually have like reverse effects if you put like too many trees in a city um, and it can create kind of like a canopy where it's trapping all this air pollution essentially. So there's, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it to make sure that that's done the right way when people are putting trees in cities. But I think, you know, that's something that kind of all of us know, like trees help with the air. But you probably didn't know that trees actually like talk to each other. They communicate and obviously they're not speaking to each other in a way that you and I would speak to each other, but they're certainly letting other trees know what's going on, if they need something, if something's about to happen. Okay. So let me just look, let me just get like right into this. I have my notes. I'm probably going to need to get to them. And oh, look, I'm wearing my, my tree pants today. Um, actually, if, if you're watching, if you're just listening, then these tree pants mean nothing. I'm sticking my leg up in the air. This is actually from a picture that I took and I just edited it. It's of these trees. I just, I really like trees, but you can get that on my website. I need friendspod.com. And you don't have to, I don't give a fuck either way, but I like these pants. Um, also this shirt too, this you someday shirt. Sorry, listeners, you can't see it, but you could go to my website and check it out if you wanted. I need friendspod.com. It's not really my website. It's just the website for the, for the gear, but whatever, do what you want with your life. But anyway, so this, um, researcher, Suzanne Samard, she is amazing. She's done like several Ted talks, which I'm not a big fan of Ted talks normally, but, um, she's done quite a few Ted talks. She's been researching, forests for like over 30 years. And what's cool about her is she grew up in a family of loggers. So people that were taking down trees, but she learned a lot about forests and there's, you know, there's right ways and wrong ways <laughs> to take down trees. And she learned a lot about that in her research. So she just kind of wanted to know if like trees in a forest, if they rely on each other, if they have some kind of network. If you take out certain trees, is that going to affect other trees? And I think, I think initially, I can't remember how like her research started, but I think she first like theorized that trees were sharing carbon with each other. So there is, I'm probably going to butcher this word. I hope not. Mycorrhizal, pretty sure is how you say it. Mycorrhizal network. It's like fungi that, now, okay, let me just say real quick. All the videos that I watched were talking, they kept saying fungi, fungi, fungi. And like, I've always learned fungi. I just feel more comfortable saying that. So if I'm saying it wrong, whatever, you know, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Um, so I'm just going to call it fungi, but it's underneath the ground that actually connects. I mean, fungi is obviously underground. You got mushrooms popping up out of the ground. Where does that come from? Underground. So uh, you have you have all this fungi connecting these roots um, from tree to tree, and they'll actually like I mean the the mycorrhizal fungi and the roots of the tree. You know they actually work together. The tree and the fungi are working together. They're sharing nutrients with each other. Um, you know the fungi is like, hey, you know I I I need more sugar, or um, you need more sugar, or you know, one or the other, they can exchange like nutrients with each other and they can kind of let each other know what they need. But beyond that, the trees can communicate with each other 
through the fungi. So if you have a tree that um, is, is not getting enough carbon, it can send out signals through the mycorrhizal network to let other trees know like, Hey, I'm running low on carbon. Like, can you fucking help me? And some of the other trees, they'll get the signal and they'll be like, I have an excess of carbon. So like, yeah, I can, I can give you some carbon. Like, let's do this shit. And they send it back through the mycorrhizal network and it gets (laughs) to this other tree. And it's not just like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta get back to my notes to this because they don't just like, it's not just sending stuff like, like carbon. They're not just like, oh, hey, by the way, I need some extra carbon. They'll warn each other about fucking like, as if there's insects that can damage the tree and harm the tree, they'll, um, they'll send out signals again to the mycorrhizal network and let these other trees know like, yo, there's some, there's some fucking insects coming. They got me like they were fucking up my shit. So they're probably coming for you. So if you want to just like boost out some extra enzymes so that those insects will be like, oh, fuck this tree. We're not going to mess with this one. You probably want to do that because they got me, bro. I don't want them to get you. And um, what's interesting is it's not just like, it's not just one type of tree that will help the same type of tree. So Suzanne Samard, when she was um, studying these trees, um, she was studying fir and birch trees. And they actually worked together with each other. It wasn't just fir helping fir or birch helping birch. Like they were, they were working with each other. So in some instances where the fir were overshading the birch trees, they weren't getting enough carbon. So the fir trees are like, hey, I mean, we got some carbon. Like, do you need some carbon? The fir trees like, hell yeah, load me up with that shit. And so the fir trees were like, all right, buddy, here you go. And then like the birch trees are going to help the fir trees when they need nutrients. And it gets even cooler than that because there are actually mother trees in the forest. Like they started calling them hub trees and now they call them mother trees. So it's like they're seedlings, they're little trees that came from their seeds. It's like their babies, their kin, like, and they know they can recognize their family and they actually prioritize helping mother trees will prioritize helping their kin um, rather than you know, some other trees that seeds didn't come from her, which she'll still help them out. Like she'll still give them nutrients if she needs it, but more of it is going to go to her kin. Like that's, that's, that's what her focus is. And, um, they'll, she'll even the mother tree, you know, say she, she'll even, um, you know, inhibit her root growth so that, uh, her children trees, her little baby trees. So they'll, they'll have plenty of room for their roots to grow. And so you're like, okay, well, that's really fucking cool. Are, are all trees like that? A lot of them are, most of them are. Some trees can't help other trees. Some can, and there are actually like, there's actually some asshole trees. So just like humans, there's assholes, right? Some of the trees, they're not healthy trees. Like I think it's black walnut trees. They like actually try to pollute other trees. They look at other trees as competitions. They the competition. They want their roots to grow as far and as deep as they can get. So if other trees are growing their roots out, they're like, get the fuck out. I'm gonna kill you 
if you try to fucking step on my ground right now and it the tree tries and so the black walnut is like sorry like i'm trying to kill you i'm gonna make you sick like just anything to get you out of my root space but most trees tend to kind of share especially that mother tree and the mother tree will actually like <laughs> i know this sounds this might sound kind of weird and I, I don't mean it as literally as it's going to sound, but the mother tree shares her, her wisdom with her baby trees. So if, if you think about it, so that this tree that has been growing for years and years and years has, in a sense, um, air quoting here, gained knowledge um, of the forest and what's going on and is familiar with the seasons and, and what can happen and you know, when it gets warm, what nutrients they're lacking and when it gets cold, what nutrients they're lacking and things like that and how to prepare. Um, and so the mother tree can actually like send out signals and to let them know to kind of like, almost like educate them like, Hey, just let you know when this shit happens, this is what you want to do. And baby trees are like, oh, okay, word mom. Thanks. And <laughs> they just go about like, doing their thing but it, it was it, it's pretty cool how like <laughs> how this woman Suzanne Samard how she studied this because she you have to do like you got to do like field research for this you got to actually go into a forest and so there were many times where she had to like run away from grizzly bears like holding whatever equipment that she had that she can't leave behind something that she's just like taken to test and she's like running with it like trying to get in her truck and make it back to her truck before this bear gets her like she's got some she's got some really great stories about um researching and also just her findings and one thing that i really love about like scientists can be some of the most amazing storytellers um sean carroll he's um a, a physicist uh maybe a, probably quantum physicist more specifically but he you know the books that he writes about what he's studying and researching they're just so beautifully written they're very compelling and there's just there's a lot of amazing stories and so much wonder that goes into scientific research and these you know, these researchers have to ask a lot of questions and they have to theorize a lot of things and then go and test that, which usually lead them to more questions. So um, Suzanne was just, she was already really familiar with forests. She grew up in a logging family. They knew a lot about trees. Um, her grandfather taught her a lot about the forest, but, you know, just, just being in there and studying what she was studying and seeing everything just working together was just so incredible to her. Like she didn't, it's like, you know, that like, you know, that nature works together and you know, that like a, a forest is kind of like a, a cohesive piece where everything is kind of relying on each other, but you don't always really think about the Im importance of it and how significant it is that they are working together. So for example, like trees, provide shade that's one way that they help cool um and if they're in a forest near a stream or a river they're providing shade to these streams so let's say this is a stream where you have um salmon inhabit this stream well they're only going to lay eggs if water is cool enough and in some instances they won't even travel to certain parts of the stream if the water isn't isn't cool enough 
So not only are they not going to lay their eggs there if these trees are gone and the stream isn't getting enough shade, they're not going to lay their eggs. They're not going to produce more salmon. They're also not going to go to where bears eat the salmon, where they can then take the salmon, go sit under a tree, eat that salmon, and the leftovers of that are actually going to fertilize the tree. And then that tree is actually going to help give water to the stream because trees fucking, they filter water too because they're awesome. So there's another thing that they do. So they actually, they absorb water and filter it. They take the nutrients they need, which is stuff that we don't need in our water. And it makes its way back to the stream. And now the water is cleaner because of these trees. And guess what? Water companies that need to filter water they don't have to filter it as much, which, which saves money. So it's just, it all kind of like, it's all, it's all connected, bruh. Like, <laughs> but really it is. I mean, if you don't have trees growing the way that they need to grow, then you don't have um, animals surviving the way that they need to survive. You don't have other vegetation growing the way that it's supposed to grow. And it's, it's really, it's not enough to like, it's not enough to just be like, oh, okay, well, we're taking out trees, so we're going to plant some new forest and whatever, and it'll be fucking cool. Well, the older the tree, the more carbon it can absorb. And on top of that, it's, again, this sounds kind of weird, but like the, like, the older the tree, the wiser it is. It, it, it knows more and can help other trees around it. So if you're taking out a forest and you take out all these mother trees, well, the surrounding trees aren't going to do as well. So not just from that same type of tree, now all the other trees that are near it, that these healthy trees would usually help. And these trees need these other healthy trees to help them so that, um, or these need these trees. Okay. Let's see. Let me see if I can get this right. <laughs> the trees need help from other trees right so that they can then help the other tree so that it can get the help when it, it's just completely reciprocal hey i need your help so that you can help me later so that i can help you so that you can help me so that i can help you and they just go back and forth and they just share oh you have an excess of this well i can give you some of this oh you need some of this so well, i can give you some of that well hey while you're at it i need some of that too it just this is why I kept the title, the humans suck, trees are awesome. It's because maybe we do have something that we can learn from trees about them working together and working with each other and just giving them what they need, sharing their wisdom. Let's don't be like the walnuts, the black walnuts that are trying to poison other trees. That's not nice. Your roots only need to grow so deep, right? You can inhibit your root growth if other people need to grow their roots you know, maybe rich people can learn something about that. All the rich celebrities out there. <sighs> I shouldn't get started on celebrities right now. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go into it a little bit. Just a little side note um, while we're talking about it, the trees, what's up with all these celebrities doing commercials all the time, constantly. Like, you know, that we're like, we're paying for that, right? The consumer then has to pay more so that this company can pay more for marketing so that they can pay 250,000 to several million dollars to the celebrity to be in their commercial. So 
it used to be rare, right? It was rare. Like getting a celebrity for your product was like, it used to be like a big deal. And now you just see them everywhere. Like Jennifer Aniston's been in like 18 different commercials. Avino, Avino had a commercial with her where she's like whispering. You could have gotten anyone to whisper. They had to say on the commercial that it was Jennifer Aniston because how would you know that it was her whispering? Oh, my dog is running around all over the place. I wanted to let my dog up on the on the bed with me while I did this, but she moves around too much and sometimes like shakes the camera. So that wouldn't be that wouldn't be good. But now she's upset at me because I'm ignoring her. So she's clip clopping all around the house. Clack, 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 clack. <laughs> but yeah, so trees are really fucking cool. They're not just cool to look at. They're not just pretty. They're also just just really awesome. I just, I love trees. Trees are amazing. So I really didn't even get into it that much with the trees. There's so much more that, that you can find out. Um, Suzanne Samard has tons of research on it. I think like 30, like I said, 30 years of research. Um, some of the stuff with like the mother trees is a little more recent, but you can find tons of videos on that articles, information. It's, it's really, really fucking cool. Like trees are fucking talking to each other what I, I remember when I was first learning about this I first heard about it I was just like this I'm mm, I don't know like this just doesn't really sound right to me and then as the more that they started explaining it and talking about you know communicating through like a fungal network it just you know they can they can spell it out for you don't don't rely on me to give you the perfect information regarding this um, anytime I talk about anything regarding science just double check me see what the research has to say because what do I fucking know um <laughs> but anyway um I think I did a good job keeping it short this time last few episodes got a little long but I had a lot to get into um this one on trees sweet and simple so um let me do this that I always forget to do which is let you know that I have an Instagram that's I need friends underscore pod. I have a Twitter at a lady human. You can email me. I need friends pod at gmail.com. Um, still, I don't have any hate mail updates for you because I still have not gotten any hate mail. I re- like I thought for sure, like I was certain that the Watchmen episode was going to was going to bring me some hate mail. I'm a little disappointed. I thought I was going to have like a Zack Snyder fan sending me like a long winded email to defend him. And then I would have gotten in like happily would have gotten involved in this discussion, not to argue, but just, just to talk, but no, nothing yet. So anyway, just send me some feedback. I love hearing feedback from my shows, knowing what you liked and didn't like feedback helps me, but it also helps you get the show you want I mean I'm gonna do what I want anyway because it's my show and I can but there you go um and then I mentioned earlier you can go to ineedfriendspod.com for any of your I need friends year it's weird plugging those things right I just always feel so like dorky okay follow me on Instagram fine but you got to do it it's part of the show people want to know I usually forget I remember to say my name this time so we're doing okay um don't know what I'll have for you next or when I'll have it for you but 
it'll be soon and it'll be good. So till next time. Bye friends.